0: welcome to the biz bash podcast where we make biz strategy a piece of cake i'm elizabeth and i'm cami but you might know us better as
1: eliza and calligraphy and cami monet we want to help you our fellow stationers artists and
0: calligraphers confidently build a profitable and personality driven creative biz we're here to share our honest to goodness advice and actionable strategies for ambitious artists so put on your party hat quit being a procrastinator gator and let's get this party started
1: Hey guys, it's Q&Cake number 14, where we answer all of your questions that you submit to us at bizbirthdaybash.com slash Q&Cake. These are our rapid fire episodes where we read the questions aloud and just kind of go for it. They're never planned, which stresses me out, but it's fine. We're going to we're gonna do good. Okay, so I'm going to go ahead and read the first question here. This one... Oh, but wait, wait. I have something to say. I'm a fun fact.
0: Okay, Elizabeth <laughs> has a fun fact to share. <laughs> If we've done 14 and we average about five questions per episode, we've answered 70 questions. So I feel like that deserves like a round of applause. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. (laughs) Now you can ask the first
1: question. Oh, okay. Perfect. um, The first question is from Chrissy from Chrissy. Uh, You can just set it right here, Alex. I'm sorry. (laughs) It's bringing me coffee
0: all right oh she's getting her coffee delivered it's so He's cute the
1: sweetest um okay i remember chrissy asked us one and i mispronounced her name and then she corrected us and i forgot how she pronounced it but i think it's chrissy vitali yes Uh-oh. do you remember she corrected us <laughs> and i forgot so i'm so sorry chrissy <laughs> anyway her question is i have a question about wedding sites specifically the Knot in wedding wire do you think it is important to have listings and reviews on those kinds of sites
0: I think that (laughs) I think it changed so much because, like, now they've merged and they're the same thing. So it makes it even more confusing for everybody. The only benefit I truly see of it anymore is that it's kind of like an additional. Form of social proof, if that makes sense. So when I ask for reviews from my clients, I first and foremost direct them to Google every time because I want that's like my home base for reviews. But I say, I'm like, if you're feeling generous, it would be wonderful if you could copy and paste that onto the knotslash wedding wire when you're done, just to have another version of it there. So if people do find me and they do find my business, and for some reason are like qualifying people by going to Wedding Wire and then not to see what other people say, like at least I exist in that corner of the world. But I wouldn't have to say that that is like a predominantly super important strategy because I know that Kami doesn't exist on there like at all. No,
1: I do actually. Right. No, I exist. I exist on okay. there. I
0: think it's good to exist on there and do the free listing. I have some
1: reviews on there from like my first clients. But I would not put stock into it, to be honest. And I, I do think like I think there's been a shift over like the past few years in the industry where these just aren't as important anymore. Are uh, these particular sites in general like that's not where people are finding their vendors. It's more like Instagram and referral and th- it's just a different landscape for marketing. And I, I don't think that's like the one place to find vendors anymore. So I think it's good to exist, have the free listing on there. I do get like some leads from that. Not one of them has ever been a qualified lead where they've actually filled out my form or like had a budget that was like more than $100. Like I'm not kidding you guys. So, so I, yeah, so I don't really think it's important at all. I'd say get the free listing because it never hurts to have, you know, your name out there, but I would not purchase any ads or like put a ton of time and trying to make those things perfect. I don't even think I have like updated photos on mine. I know it's like the really old style shoot ones I used to do Elizabeth, you know, what I'm talking about With, like ripped paper and gold clear fees. So it's not even accurate. But yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they're very important. So
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. I would agree. The time for those has like passed. I yeah. Feel like anyways. Yeah. And I think your ultimate goal is to be like in the favor of other vendors and like wedding planners and stuff who are going to refer you via word of mouth because that has more power at the end of the day. So that's where I would put my effort and I'm trying to put my effort currently. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Do you want me to do the next one? Hey gals, I have Dubsado for your recommendation and I love it, Yay. but I feel like I'm not using the software to its fullest potential and do you have any tips for using Dubsado like a boss? Thank you so much and this is from Brooke at Siren Script. And I feel like, well, yes, we have a lot we could say about Dubsado. Maybe we should do like a full Dubsado episode to really talk about how we use it. But I would say that some of the biggest ways I've gotten help for Dubsado is by a going into their Facebook group that was gonna be one of my tips. <laughs> and like searching, yeah, like searching stationery or calligraphy or wedding invitations because people who do the same things as as us have undoubtedly shared their forms or things before the way that they're doing things. But also they have like a ton of free webinars and great online resources and blogs too. So I would just start like reading a ton of that stuff because once you understand the platform better, you can understand how to leverage it to your business, whether that is stationary, calligraphy, whatever you're doing um, to make yourself even better. But I know Cammie has some good tips too. Um, yeah. Well, one of mine was going to be go
1: to the Facebook group and just be a to-
0: Sorry. total creeper because
1: there are so many good things. Like even if you're not looking at stuff in our industry, like looking at what other people are doing. Um, is always really helpful to see like, oh, I didn't even realize you- this was a, like a feature or whatnot. So I always like find new tips there. And it's, it's always fun to see how actual people are using it versus just like knowing what the feature is, but seeing how people utilize it. Like, for instance, one of the things I saw, someone had like changed their portal banner image. And I was like, I didn't even know that was a thing. So then it became like part of me adding that into my dub thing. So I just I just learned a lot from there. And they do have tons of free trainings. I think they do like a live training like once a week or something with Cameron and he does awesome stuff. And I feel like I actually need to tune in on that because I've been using Dubsado the same way for so long. I know I'm like, there's new yes. so many new things that I'm not even me taking too. advantage of because I'm like, I have everything going, it's all working, but there's more, <laughs> like there's always more. Mm-hmm. But for me, another big tip would be to just start making things as templates for everything. I mean, now that I have all the templates for like my proof form, my lookbook, my questionnaire, everything is a template that I've saved. Um, and I, I tweak those constantly because as I'm like, sometimes I'll be like, oh, I really want to add in this question. So I'll go back and add it. So I'm just constantly like updating those certain proof forms or um, questionnaires. So having those in place is like the key to using Dubsada like a boss because it makes everything really quick and really streamlined. Yep.
0: Yep agree having all of those set up it's like your canned emails but like having your templates ahead of time oh and then of course um
1: personalizing it as much as possible like make sure you swap out your brand colors and all those put in your logo all those things that are like really small but i I feel like make a difference in terms of the branding so
0: (laughs) yes i'm so excited to give my dubsado forms and like my whole dubsado experience a full rehaul once i like know the direction my brand's headed and all that good stuff There's so much I want to do, but I just like feel like such a sitting duck because I'm like twiddling my fingers and waiting. And but hopefully by the time this episode comes out, I'll like have some of that branding stuff. So I'm excited.
1: (laughs) Oh, and then also don't forget if you haven't tried Dubsado and you want to be like Brooke and love it, then you can use code bizbirthdaybash to get 20% off your first
0: month or year when you sign up. Yep and don't forget there's always a learning curve like i would say it has taken me it took me a while to like get a good grip on it and i'm still learning things because they're always introducing new things like cami said so it's hard to keep up <laughs> Yeah, like if you feel overwhelmed, don't give up. Just start with like a couple of really simple things. Like I'm going to do my contract and that's my goal. Or today my goal is to like make a template for sending sketches to my client. Like don't feel like you have to do it all at once. Like list out what you want to accomplish and kind of start tackling it in small bites. That is a really good thing. And tip. then you will truly use Dubsado and like then a then you will okay. conquer Dubsado. Okay, sorry. <laughs> And you will build your empire, empire. and
1: you will destroy. <laughs> and you'll destroy honey book. Just kidding. We love honeybook too. Oh my god. I know. Oh. I'm sorry. I made it awkward. Okay.
0: We love our honeybookers. HoneyBookers. Um, we love our honeybees. Yes. Is, do they call their users honeybees?
1: Because they really should.
0: <laughs> I know. That's a missed opportunity. If they are really? not, they need that's, to. That's, that's so, so freaking cute. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, watch in two weeks. They like roll something. I out, know, and all of their users are honeybees. Happened here first. <laughs> <laughs> um, next one. Why don't you read it, Cammy? I think it's your turn. Okay. It says, hi, guys, would you ever do an episode
1: on SEO or how to get more clients from Google and social media? I don't shout out my location often because my services are all online. I don't feel confident that brides and grooms can find me on the World Wide Web. She didn't say that. She just said web. (laughs) Any help would be appreciated. Thank you, Anne of at Anne Callahan Designs.
0: Anne Callahan, that's so fun to say. I know. (laughs) I love how that flows together. I've always loved that in her handle name. Well, I mean, Anne Callahan, I think, is just her name, which is, gosh, I love it. So it's like Anna Green Gables or like an author's name or something.
1: Yeah. Ooh, I'm looking at her Instagram. It's really
0: beautiful. <laughs> we have so many people. Oh my gosh. So many people that follow us, and you guys like use our resources and stuff, and your work is breathtaking, like, seriously incredible. So if we ever sign up for your email list or anything, don't get creeped out. We're just like stalking you out of love. <laughs> I love all of you guys. You guys are all like so amazing.
1: Like, I don't know why you ever listen to anything I say. I want to learn from you. <laughs> um,
0: okay, but what was the About question? About SEO. Oh. So <laughs> yeah, the best thing you can do for yourself if you want like our straight up SEO advice or I should say cammys, is that if you... Have the business sense for creatives. Wow, I can think really well today and speak well. If you have business sense for creatives, and which I think you might, I would go back and reference the SEO guide because that was like one of the PDF party favors included, and that will totally get you started. Yeah, it's um, the SEO cheat sheet,
1: and it basically goes over short tail keywords, long tail keywords, how to get found based on location, like where you should be putting your keywords how to find these keywords and like other derivative keywords from those keywords, just keywords, keywords, keywords. Okay. (laughs) And it will definitely help you get found on Google. Cause that was, that's really huge for us is um, making sure we're tied correctly on our websites. And I know Elizabeth, I think you started using keywords that were more location based because you did want to like target more of the Atlanta Mm -hmm. market or If you are trying to get more local brides, yeah, definitely want to use keywords that have your location or like your region. Yeah, I
0: get a ton of people that find me locally for calligraphy, which is what I want. Like if I do a la carte calligraphy, I want to be doing it locally. I don't really want someone shipping their envelopes across the country for just calligraphy. And so I do like Atlanta calligrapher, Marietta calligrapher. I use those a lot, but like the wedding invitations, I tend to avoid area specifics because I of course want to do anyone all over the country. And like most of my clients are in Georgia anyway. So, yeah. but like, yeah, Same it can here. be, it can be kind of like product specific in that way or service specific where you pair or like style specific. Yeah. Yeah. Where you pair your location with, like just calligraphy or I could have done like Atlanta wood signs. I could have done that a ton if I had wanted to, um, Atlanta wedding signs. Like I could have used all of those keywords, but yeah, SEO is just kind of like, it's kind of like almost this muscle you have to flex because I remember for me, it took a while for it to click. Like it kind of reminded me of like being an eighth grader trying to figure out like algebra (laughs) in my algebra two class. (laughs) And you're kind of like doing the equation over and over and over. And then one of the times you do it, you get it. And you actually understand how you got that result and why it happened and why it worked for you. And I think like SEO is Mm -hmm. so similar to that. It's about like pulling those keywords, experimenting. It's all kind of like this big equation and seeing how it works with Google. And when you can search like one of those keywords, like I'm pretty sure if you search Atlanta calligrapher, I am like one of the top tops, I'm going to do it right now. But it feels great. Like when it works. Yeah, when your SEO is
1: on point. Yeah. And it's just it's knowing like the right keywords you need to use both long tail and short tail and where to put them. Like those are like the two keys of like knowing which ones and where to put them. So the SEO cheat sheet goes over that like the basics of everything. And I mean, you can go so deep into this. But that's like the general overview that that will literally get you started and like get you results. But, you know, obviously you can go much deeper. Yeah, you're the first person that comes up for Eliza and Calligraphy. I
0: am. Yeah, under Atlanta Calligraphy. Under Atlanta Calligraphy. Especially- yeah, especially under the locations thing. And then because the only other things that come up are like the not.com calligraphy recommendations. Then there's calligraphyatlanta.com, which of course that's going to win on SEO every time. Yeah, Thumbtack has this like 10 best calligraphers in Atlanta article. And then there's me. So yeah, I've gotten like a, a lot of calligraphy inquiries lately, which is, is awesome. awesome. <laughs> like, so cool. So yeah, I'm having a lady, is dropping off some tomorrow. So that's actually been like, it's been such a blessing in disguise for me that I literally guys, like I do not get calligraphy clients from Instagram. I get them purely from SEO. That is so fascinating. And in a season of like, like redoing my website, rebranding. I know you guys are so sick of hearing me talk about this. (laughs) Elizabeth, are you (laughs) rebranding? Oh my God, I I I don't know. (laughs) I have not talked about this enough, but in the season, like this has been my funny, like almost anchor service that it's like, I continue to get like really good inquiries for this. And it's awesome because that's all, I mean, I pay the taxes on what I make, but it's like, it's my time. And that's it's it straight because they bring me the envelopes. <laughs> nice and easy. Huh? I said, it's very straightforward, <laughs> huh? Yeah, <laughs> huh? <laughs> okay. Super graceful. Kind of like a freaking grandma when you're like, come on in, huh? What? Huh? Why are you? saying? just Liza Beth just Liza, made an Liza appearance Liza there for Beth a moment. Has entered the chat. Okay. Oh, geez, but. <laughs> yeah, SEO gets me excited. It's super cool. Cami is like the SEO boss. And so the fact that she put together this SEO cheat sheet for the like party favors was amazing. Should we like break those out separately and sell them as little PDF? I've kind of wondered that before. But I think part of the magic is they, I feel feel like like they they do get lost. But part of the magic is everything being in a bundle. But we could always make like a super, like a much more in length SEO product. What if we expanded it? What if we expanded yeah.
1: it, you know, and did like a PDF download of that because I feel like everyone has questions and maybe they don't want to buy the whole thing. I don't know. It's just they get yeah. lost sometimes. So we will discuss. But
0: that's the best place to start. Anyway,
1: if you guys like that idea, send us a DM and let us know. We'll we'll think about it. So
0: right. Basically, like you have a lot of different ways if you're using Squarespace or like any website you're using has different Ways that you can like enter these keywords. So, like, and a lot of this will depend on what you're using, but I would recommend like looking up blog posts too, like good SEO for my Shopify site or good SEO for my Squarespace site. And you can find blogs and help articles that will specifically point out how to do like the best methods for the type of site you have. Does that make sense, Cami? Because everything's kind of different. Yeah. <laughs> oh. okay. okay, um this is from Laura, a blooming tree studio. And she asks, Hello, ladies, have either of you attended bridal shows as vendors? Do you think they're worth the investment of the booth rental decor for your booth takeaways for potential clients, your time, etc. When it comes to weddings, I mainly focus on wooden signs and day of items, but I've been playing around with adding invitation design to my services. And I can't decide whether this would be a good investment for exposure and potential leads, or a total waste of time and energy that could be focused someplace else. <laughs> Did you read that in one breath? (laughs) I might have. Oh, my goodness. Maybe I did. I think I did take one in the middle because it was a few sentences. But I know we've touched on this occasionally. Wait, This is from Laura of at Blooming Tree Studio. Yeah, I just said it at the beginning. Oh. Oh, I'm sorry. No, it's okay. Laura, you got a double shout out. Guys, this is from Laura at Blooming Tree Studio. (laughs)
1: Laura at Blooming Tree
0: Studio. That's at Blooming Tree Studio. (laughs) (laughs)
1: we're doing an infomercial
0: (laughs) when it's like oh Oh my gosh i'm looking at her instagram now she's got the cutest kitty oh (laughs) yay fellow cat person okay so first of all before we dive into like our answer for this i said dive in sorry it's like our new like curse word on this show so every time we say dive in we're like dang it um (gasps) I want to tell you guys that if you want to participate in really fun live Q&A sessions with us, you should become a member of the A to Z directory because we had a very, very lengthy in-depth discussion about this in our January Power Hour Q&A, which like our monthly live Q&A sessions now for any of our A to Z directory members. So if you guys have no idea what I'm talking about, go to bizbirthdaybashcom directory to read all about what the directory is about and about our Facebook group and all that great stuff. Because I had deja vu when I read this question. I did too. I thought we'd answer it in the last one. So now I'm glad you said it was in the power hour. I couldn't remember. Yes, it was in the January power hour. So those people got like our live like response about it. And we had like a really good conversation. But yeah, needless to say, that was like way more in depth than a few minutes on a podcast will ever be. And you guys get to ask us whatever the heck you want in those and have them answer. Basically, Like having a free consultation
1: call with both of us every month, like live, and we do them at different times. So you can join it and the replays are always in there for all of our members. It's like an exclusive perk of being an A to Z
0: directory member. It's awesome. Yeah. New to 2020. Anyways, back to the question from Laura of Blooming Tree Studio. (laughs) Well, Laura, we love you. We hope you don't mind that we're having like way too much fun right now. Um, okay. I got super sneaky lately. I attended a bridal show. Like, yes, I'm a vendor, but I did not pay. I just went and like schmoozed the other vendors that were there. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. And I kind of like, I kind of wanted to see what they were all about. But I would recommend that if you're thinking about doing one of these, like let's say the company that approached you or the bridal show that approached you does them two times a year. I recommend going to one first and seeing what it's like and asking the other vendors how is it going for you like just go to one first and pay the, just the bridal admission which is usually like 20 bucks and walk around before deciding that you want to commit and do on yourself because then at least you like you understand the layout of the space and you can get ideas of like what other people have done and be like oh I really liked what they did in their booth or oh that didn't seem to work as well so doing that and like walking two shows rather recently within the past like month or so gave me the confidence that like if I wanted to do one in the future I would kind of know how to go about it but I think 90% of the battle with these is actually (laughs) follow-up it's like not whether or not you do the show and like yeah it's a lot of money and prep but it's actually the success lies in the follow-up I can't stress that enough
1: yeah I agree with you on that like the success definitely lies in the follow-up and I think it's going to depend on, like, the type of bridal show. I feel like I just said all this, and I don't know if you guys heard it or not, but, like, some bridal shows are geared more towards, like, the DIY brides. Some are more high-end. So you want to just make sure, like, that the right client that you are looking for is going to be at these bridal shows. And I noticed you talked about you focus on wooden signs and day-of items. And, honestly, I think those would do great at a bridal show versus invitations. So if I was to do a bridal show, I would probably, like – Say, oh, I do invitations as well, but I would like go all in on like one thing, which would be my signature drink signs, because I feel like those are an easier price point to sell versus all my custom wedding invitations. I feel like that's a really high dollar item and it's harder to make those connections at a bridal show. I don't know why.
0: Yes. I I don't know.
1: I just don't feel like they're like ready to like make that cold purchase, but like some like a signature drink sign could be an impulse buy. So for you, maybe like those wooden signs, like the wooden welcome signs everyone loves like that could be an easy sell at a bridal show and getting that follow-up for them um so I only did I only done one wedding show and it was very small and it was not productive so I'm probably never gonna go
0: (laughs) well I am like a preferred vendor for a Marietta venue Mm -hmm. so I'm actually gonna like have a table at their like open house night at the end of February, oh, cool. but that's also like a little different than a bridal show because yeah. I don't have to like pay a ton of money for a table. I just like get to be there, which is actually really exciting.
1: <laughs> okay. This is
0: different than a bridal show too. Cause I was like at a venue
1: and they were doing like, a f- it was a free thing and I, I mean, I didn't pay, but that's like the closest experience I yeah. have. To but it's still show. like, it's
0: still in the same realm, but I would yeah. say that the biggest problem you have with bridal shows is that, well, a, a lot of times, brides just come to walk these for fun with their friends because like it's fun to do with your bridesmaids or other people when they've already have their vendors nailed down But the other thing is like from a budget perspective, people who are investing a lot, a lot of money into a wedding probably won't set foot in one of these because they're going to go directly to a wedding planner for recommendations. That's just kind of the reality of it. Like they're not spending the time sourcing vendors on their own or spending the time going to something like this. That's kind of like the general feeling I've gotten. What would you say? No, I completely agree.
1: I do think like the types of clients that you know, are wanting to do really high end custom invitations aren't going to these bridal shows. But you know, if your business model is more like a semi custom line or something like that, like, maybe there is some room for that. So I mean, I'm not going to say like either way, like they're good or bad, but it's going to depend on like, you as an individual in your business.
0: I think with semi custom, especially there is room for that. Because I will tell you like, going to these, there are not a lot of like invitation vendors, at least the two that I went to not a single one. And I'm like, if someone could fill the space, besides I think like Zazzle or Zola was Mm -hmm. there or something, and they have invitation lines. But if someone could fill that space, like you would target the market for that entire bridal show of being the only one there with a semi custom collection. And that is much easier to sell than, you know, fully custom. Yeah. Yeah. But I would say for, like, the wooden signs too, I was thinking that, like, for the bridal show specifically, you should have, like, three styles of welcome signs and, like, all you customize is their names. And, like, you just sell, like, kind of what Cami said about, like, the drink canvas. You just sell, like, welcome wooden signs. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like, try to get them, like, booked there. And then you can, like, upsell them after the fact, like, follow up later Um, to try to book other things with them. Basically keep it super simple for them because they're already so overwhelmed. They're at this vendor
1: show with like a thousand people trying to sell them something. So if you're like, I just do this welcome sign, the show special, it's 250 bucks or whatever. And then you get the sale, you get their email and then you can like talk to them about more stuff later down the road. You know what I mean? So that's Mm -hmm. kind of how I would approach it if I was to do one at this point.
0: Yeah, because a lot of vendors will do things like for today only if you sign up, like you can get this sign for $150 instead of 250 Yeah. And if that's your strategy, just like get them in the door to try to upsell them later, it'll work pretty well in your favor. But like I said, 90% of the battle with this is follow up. And that is not a joke. You need to have a way where you are collecting emails, you are collecting contact information, and you need to have a plan in place, whether it's an automated email series, whatever it is, it should most likely be an automated email series. That's the easiest way to do it. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that You're going to be contacting these people like, I would say like every three days after the show ends that they need to like be getting an email from you about something for I don't know, I would do like, 10 emails. That's not even a joke. If you did an email every three days for 10 days, that's a month of like you trying to connect with them and follow up with them. And you can use MailChimp, ConvertKit, Flowdesk, whatever, to make this little automated email series. And there you go, your follow up's done for you. And see, Elizabeth would just have that ready to go, all prepped and ready. And I'd be like, what am I doing? But no, seriously, have the follow up. It's very important. Yeah. I think for this thing at the end of February, I'm going to take my iPad and I'm going to have a landing page for people to sign up for more information. And when they sign up for that, like they will go into an automatic funnel to get things from me. Yeah. But I really kind of want Flowdesk because so it's so beautiful. But um, I don't know if you guys know this, but I'm doing a rebrand and I don't have my look yet. Oh. So I can't really oh do gosh. that. <laughs> I know. <laughs> You're doing a rebrand. Hey, you know what, Cammy? When you start yours in March, it'll be all you can talk about too. It like consumes <laughs> everything.
1: I know. I know. She's asked me to fill out this like one thing, and it's been like three months and I haven't done
0: it. So I probably need to do that. Gotta do what? that. I gotta get my SEO terms to Catherine. So speaking of SEO, it's like I need to let her know what i want my main ones to be so i gotta do my homework oh you're doing your homework for your rebrand <laughs> okay, <so let's laughs>
1: ask this last question hi guys if a client has guests from out of the country what kind of posters do you include for the rsvp envelope and this is from page of at page underscore by design page by design
0: yeah, I actually saw this question come up in a different like stationary, some sort of stationary Facebook group the other day. And I then I saw that we got this question on q and Cake around a similar time. So I don't know if you're the a page, if you also asked it in a Facebook group and I happened to see it, but I felt enlightened because I was always kind of confused about this too, Cammie. But the answer is actually very simple. You don't put any on it. Oh, I thought, well, I mean, that's an option.
1: <laughs> here's,
0: what I, here's what I'm
1: doing for one that's coming up. Yeah, don't put any on it because it needs to have the postage of that country on it. Yes. So that if you put nothing on it, then they can put their country stamps on it to get it back to you. Because the U.S. stamps don't matter in other countries, basically. Um. So like a wedding that I'm doing that's in Colombia, she's going to source some of the stamps for me from Columbia to put in there so I can help assemble them. But um, she is actually taking them to Columbia to mail. So anyway, so half of them are being mailed in Columbia, half in the U.S. So the ones, the RSVPs that are going there will have postage from that country that we're putting on there. But also handy tip, you can also get the global stamp from USPS and it works for any country in the world. It's like that little succulent what? one. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. The are you the sure? forever stamp. Yes. The global forever stamp. <laughs> any country will send that yeah it's it's the global forever stamp okay <laughs> i thought Google. it just went global because like you could send something international from the u.s no it's the forever international rate stamp
1: <gasps> it used to be mail and one ounce letter to any country which first class mail international service is available
0: yeah it's to any country not from any country i thought you could put it on that one too <laughs> i
1: don't think okay
0: maybe <laughs> i'm wrong
1: <laughs> I feel like I read that somewhere so maybe I'm wrong anyway I haven't done that but I thought you could so maybe not (laughs)
0: um Um, yeah I'm (laughs) I'm pretty sure it's just like global as in from the US okay yeah maybe that's correct because there's like a global poinsettia as well, but it's it's confusing because it the global they just use the word global instead of international. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. So it's only
1: outgoing, not in, ingoing. Um, so, yeah. So either don't put a postage stamp or get one from the stamps from the actual country.
0: Yeah. I would probably err on the side of just like not doing it because <laughs> mm-hmm. you never know what, I don't know. If your bride, be is sourcing them, that will probably be totally fine because she knows what to look for. Yeah, like I'm working with,
1: with her on it. So I would say you're going to need like some input um, from your client probably on this because, so, yeah. Uh, or you could also say, why don't we just do online RSVPs for the guests that are like international and like, you know, well, that would work in this instance because we are doing a huge print, like half and half, like 100 invitations for Columbia, 100 for US. So we could do like, One's in Spanish and one's in English. So we could technically do. Oh, wow. That's so cool. Yeah, it's really cool. So with that, we could technically do online RSVPs. We've talked about either doing that or the postage uh, or the Columbian postage. But if you're printing it one time, you know, you don't want to have like a separate mm-hmm. thing. Maybe you could do like a little separate insert card. Lots of ways to do it. But um, hopefully that was semi-helpful. Don't use the global stamp. I'm sorry. <laughs> <anyone>. <laughs>
0: Oh, so funny. I saw, yeah, I saw another tip on there that was interesting, I think, and I I can't remember what it was, but I want to say that it was a bride, a foreign bride who had a ton of guests in the U.S. And so what they did was they actually made the return address to a friend in the U.S. and then used a U.S. postage, which I was like, oh, that's kind of smart too.
1: That's really smart. Like they just had their friend collect so there's lots of
0: different ways to do it Uh uh-huh yeah so you can get tricky with it but like my default would be not to do it in most situations because like I feel like for most of the guests I have if they have people who are abroad it's like one family's in Spain and the other family is in like New Zealand and the other family's in Japan and it's like all those countries have different postage so there's you know Like when you encounter that where there's just some like outliers of people who live out of the country, I would just err on the side of like not doing it. But like your situation makes sense.
1: Now that I'm thinking about ones where I've like sent to other countries, we've just put like the normal US stamp on them, but they just they're like, oh, we'll just contact them to get their RSVP. Like we just want them to get the invitation or whatever. Okay. So like, you know, like one offs. I don't it really depends on a lot of the situation. It It does. does.
0: (laughs) There's no right answer. So. If you guys have questions that you would like us to answer on a Q and cake episode, just visit bizbirthdaybash.com slash Q&Cake and submit your question there. And please leave us a rating and a review on iTunes. Sadly, there is not any other place to leave a review besides that. <laughs> yeah, not the wedding wire. <laughs> yeah, not the wedding <laughs> the wire not. the knot. But I know a lot of people who listen to us on like Google podcasts are super bummed because they can't leave a review. But yeah, iTunes is the go-to place and we love reading each and every one of them. We seriously do. On a bad day, I like to go and just read them to encourage myself. It's always really nice.
1: Yes. Also, before we end the episode, I do need to bring up one thing. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. What is this? I just need everyone to know.
0: That Elizabeth didn't wear underwear with her this <laughs> the other day. And she said... Okay. that's you like it. <laughs> it was a mixed reaction for me because I understood where you were coming from. I really did. Because I was like, I get the appeal of this. And also, I feel like I'm basically naked. Like, it was such a weird feeling for me. I was entirely conscious the entire... Like, I was conscious the entire time that I did not have underwear on. And it was weird. <laughs> <laughs> and it was weird. But... That just goes to show
1: you guys, you should at least try it, the 80% of you (laughs) do because Elizabeth
0: did, and you should too. Okay, (laughs) that's all I have to say. Just try something new, I guess, even if it's not wearing underwear with your leggings, which I am wearing leggings today, but I'm wearing underwear with them, so sorry. I'm wearing leggings, and I am not. (laughs) Well, of course you're not. (laughs) Oh my goodness, you guys. Okay, all right. now we can
1: wrap up. I just thought it's been weighing on my chest, and I needed to say it, so. I love it. I'm glad that you told everybody. You're so welcome. All right, guys, we love you and we'll talk to you next
0: week. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Hey, Tammy May, I have a few questions for you if you don't mind. Well, Elizabeth, you're always as lost as last year's Easter egg. So go ahead and ask him. Thank you so much. All right. Let me look here. I wrote them down. What printer do you use in your home office? And what watercolor paper do you recommend for those beautiful paintings you make? Also, do you have a favorite brand of paint and a favorite paintbrush? Because I would just love to be able to use those to make something like you do. And lastly, I'd really like to know how the heck you scan in those artwork paintings to your computer and make them look so realistic. It just looks like they've been painted right on that screen. Elizabeth, I tell you what, sometimes you are as
1: useless as a steering wheel on a mule because you just got all kinds of questions. But you know what, where you can find all of them answers? You just got to go to com slash favorites. You know, Cammy and Elizabeth, them real cute girls who talk about paper all the time. And they're just the cutest things i ever seen. Well, they put together an Amazon resource list so you can just shop it whenever you want. It's shoppable. You just click the length. It takes you right to the products they use. And who
0: doesn't love Amazon with that two day shipping? It gets their lickety split. Oh my gosh, those two girls are just heavenly angels sent from the Lord themselves. I can't believe they would go out of their way to do something so nice for us. So where is this again? Do I have to use the intranet to find this? You got to get on the line.
1: Okay, so you just got to get on the line and you just go to Best Birthday Bash dot com forward slash favorites once you go to that page you're gonna be grinning like a possum eating a sweet tater because it's got all the good stuff we got printers scanners their label printer they use for shipping cammy's favorite watercolor brushes elizabeth's favorite calligraphy paper i mean it is all right there and let me
0: tell you that just deals my pickle you know what i'm saying? I can't believe this. All right, I gotta get a pen real quick. Can you tell me one more time what that link is so I can write it down right oh here? My word, Elizabeth, <laughs> me. me.
1: Please go. I'm gonna tell, tell you about right me. I have been One busy. Time. <laughs> I will tell you if you just hush up, okay? All right. So you know I'm busier than a cat covering up crap on a marble floor. So just hold on. I'm getting right to it. Here is the link, y'all. Okay. Write this down. Bizbirthdaybash slash favorites. Go shop all of Cami and Elizabeth's favorite supplies and office resources. You can do it. BizBirthdaybash slash favorites.
0: I'm so excited. I'm about to dial up right now. Y'all come back now, you hear?